Welcome into the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon Turpin. I'm here with the Worth Brothers. Yo, I'm Jordan. How y'all doing? Hey, what's up? I'm Josh Worth. Looks like Jordan just randomized this draft order for us. Oh, yeah. We're going to have some fun today. So today we're going to be uh, going through uh, some news and notes to start out the day, and then we're going to jump into our first uh, 12-team full PPR mock draft. Um, so we should have some fun with that. But let's start it out with the news that we got going around the league um first up we've got the the injuries going all over tampa bay with the bucks so yeah so uh right tackle tristan Wirfs uh is banged up and center ryan jensen it looks like is gonna miss some time unfortunately his is a little more serious so uh i don't think these are gonna be like a massive effect on like tom brady or the pass catching options but it is something to look at and maybe something that could affect uh the efficiency for the running backs yeah i'm, I'm more and more concerned with it uh with the offensive line if you know ryan jensen's uh definitely solid piece at their center and uh, replacing him is going to be tough and if they're going to suffer other injuries too it's just going to to me, you know, that's an issue to Leonard Fournette and the run game there. Tom Brady gets a little rattled if he gets hit. So I'm a little concerned about it. But if, if Tristan Wirfs comes back, you know, and he's fine for week one, we should be still grooving. So we've also got a Chris Godwin update. He is practicing. Um, he didn't look like he was doing like the team practice drills, but he was doing like uh, some some uh, route running and pass catching work with the quarterbacks. So that's exciting to see. We know he uh, stayed off the pup, and so we're excited for him. Uh, Mike Evans, however, another wide receiver for the Tampa Bay, has a uh, hamstring issue right now. Uh, it's something to monitor. I'm not adjusting my rankings yet. Um, I'm just gonna like watch and see. Uh, how things go throughout camp, how things progress. So if he's back to 100% by, you know, by the end of camp and, and going into all the preseason games, I'm not going to be worried about it. Yeah, basically they just said he's a, a little sore in day-to-day. So that one hasn't changed That's much. every year. Every year. <laughs> he's got to take his hamstring injury. So, um, And then we're going to – we got uh, unfortunate news out of Denver. Uh, Tim Patrick, uh, torn ACL. That is a that's a heartbreaker. Uh, I mean, really was looking forward to what he could do with the offense. He had a great season last year. They were all on the come up this year, and to to suffer that injury is just it's heartbreaking to see. I mean, he was a uh, probably one of the most value players to draft on the Denver offense. I would say so. That one's uh, that one's pretty pretty painful. Um, today, uh, Cortland Sutton also suffered a foot ankle injury. Not a whole lot of news on what really happened with that one. It's just something to kind of keep an eye on, um, see how it lingers or what happens the rest of uh, camp. I know he did return to practice today, but didn't play too much more. So it's uh, just something to kind of keep an eye on and see what happens there. That one to me is a little bit concerning. Cortland Sutton's a really good wide receiver for the Broncos as far as talent is concerned, but he has uh, had some injury issues for the last several years. Um, There were great reports out of camp that he was really building chemistry with Russell Wilson. And so this is a little concerning. I don't want him to be missing time early on while he's trying to build that chemistry. Yeah, it's also a note for Jerry Judy. Seems like the kind of the only person even there catching passes right now from Russell Wilson in camp. So that's going to build rapport with a guy who, you know, hasn't been with with Denver except for this year. So 
If he's entering the season as the only fully healthy wide receiver for Russell Wilson in this Broncos offense, he's going to be an absolute steal in the fifth round. Oh yeah, I if he's the only healthy wide receiver, I don't see him going in the fifth round. Right? (laughs) No, he'll (laughs) definitely rise. Draft. I mean, hey, he's. He looks healthy right now, and Definitely. he's catching balls at camp. So. And he looks really good. I watched a lot of camp footage on him today. Ooh, if man, you're doing your best ball drafts right now and you can snag Jerry Judy in the fifth or even later, grab him up because, uh, you know. But it's also something to just monitor. And if you see Sutton falling, he may be, uh, you know, he may be a steal as well if he's going, you know, behind Judy and some of these other guys uh, who are showing out in camp. So. Yeah, so unfortunately, this is the like wide receiver injury section of this show. So we have yet another one. Um, Cowboys wide receiver James Washington went down in practice uh, and had to be carted off the field. Um, upon further inspection, it looks like it's a fractured foot, and he'll be out about six to ten weeks. So that is through the beginning of the season. Um, hopefully only a couple of games at the beginning of the season, but it could be all the way into October. So keep an eye on other pass-catching options there in Dallas. Um, I mean, they're down Gallup now, James yeah. Washington. So, I mean, that's going to – what does that do to uh, Dalton Schultz? What does that do to Jalen Tolbert? I mean, C.D. Lamb, and obviously. C.D. Lamb, uh, I mean, man. But, you know, uh, I've been reading a bunch of stuff, listening to all sorts of different podcasts and different things too on on the offense of Dallas. And um, I, I'm really interested to see where it goes this year, how Schultz, Tolbert, and C.D. Lamb really split all of those targets because with with six to ten weeks for Washington and probably at least six weeks for Gallup, that's going to boost those guys up, definitely. Yep. But it is one thing to, to monitor, too. If there's more injuries in pass catchers in Dallas, that's going to just hinder the offense in general. Definitely. That's true. They, they need to keep a couple weapons it sounds like uh jalen tolbert the rookie wide receiver is uh is playing really well in camp and it looks like he's going to get an opportunity at the very beginning of the season so uh he's he's a name to monitor late in your drafts definitely and take some shots on in best ball for sure yeah he's going um, out like he's the 12, he, he was going in like the 12th 13th round when i was doing my best balls yesterday yeah and, and i there's... was nagging him everywhere that i could guys <laughs> like, in your home league there's gonna be people who've never heard the name jalen tolbert and he was an exciting rookie prospect before they were having all these injuries in dallas so now it's very interesting he was a third round draft pick i believe yeah so um you know it's it's decent draft capital a second day pick for a wide receiver and uh he's you know he's looking like he's got some skills so uh keep an eye on that um i also like to talk about uh matt stafford um this is an interesting one. There was reports that he has a, a arm injury uh, on his throwing arm, but that it's a pain management issue and that he dealt with it at last year as well. I think it's just something to monitor. He was out in practice today throwing touchdowns. So, um, you know, I don't think it's anything huge. Um, another piece of news came out today as well uh, that Kareem Hunt, the running back for Cleveland, is holding in. He is looking to negotiate his contract. So he's only been doing like individual work on the sidelines and not uh, practicing with the team. So another thing to just monitor. Um, I don't Definitely think it's going to change one. my rankings currently, but we'll see if we're, you know, if we're getting late into the preseason and he still doesn't have a contract and he's still not practicing with the team. Uh, it's at least going to lower him in my rankings for the short term, but it, it could mean they want to trade him. I'm not really sure what's going to happen there. So we'll just have to watch. 
yeah, I mean, if he does end up getting traded or cut, it's something to keep an eye on on where he goes, what kind of offense production he could have if he goes to another team, does the situation change. It's just something definitely I would I would certainly monitor. You never know what's going to happen there. Yeah, so. and on the note of Matt Stafford's uh, like pain management kind of injury, uh, if there's anybody I believe in handling pain, it's the guy who has played the seasons with broken backs and all sorts of other injuries. Matt Stafford pretty much doesn't miss time, even if he's like, ailing yeah he had the so. whole injury you know i'm not sure if you said that he had the whole injury last year too didn't change anything with cup yeah, and they won change. the super bowl so it's, it's not going to change anything for me this year so you know uh, just keep an eye on it if it goes from a pain management thing to an actual injury where he needs a surgery or something it's something definitely to keep an eye on so yeah i think um, the matt stafford pain equals success yes so. for sure <laughs> so now we're gonna hop into our mock draft. Ooh, 12, mock draft. Ter- 12 team PPR mock draft. Uh, it looks like uh, pick wise, uh, Jordan's got pick three. Um, I have pick five. Uh, Josh has pick seven. So we're gonna tw- again twelve team full PPR. Uh, so this should uh, this should be lots of fun. Um, yeah, and shout out to a couple of guys that we got in on this with us too. Our friends Josh Ritter and Chris Johnson are going to be joining us, so we have a little bit more realistic uh, picture of what you know it might look like because there's actual guys drafting with us. Yeah, sometimes if you're doing some of these mock drafts uh, on sleeper, different things like that, and there's a lot of auto picks. Uh, you're not going to get a realistic picture because uh, sometimes you're going to see like way too many quarterbacks go too early or different things like that. So. Um, you know, adjust your expectations and try and draft with real people. That's why underdog and stuff are so popular because it gives you, you know, a chance to draft with real people. But let's, these uh, guys will eventually be joining us on the podcast as well. So absolutely. you guys will get the advantage to to hear some of their insights and uh, uh, we'll have some some great uh, top five upside coming up uh, here shortly um, in one of these episodes where you guys get a hear uh, Chris Johnson's top five upside players. Uh, you know, who, who knows who could who, be in the who top knows, side upside. Who knows that week who it's going to be. It's, it's going to be great. No, uh, we really look forward to having these guys on there with us, though. But uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, get this thing started. So, uh, um, yeah, if you guys are ready. All right. I will start this thing off. Fired up. Let's ride. First off the board, Jonathan Taylor, followed by Christian McCaffrey. This is standard. Sitting here, yes, very, very standard start. First two picks. I'm sitting here at the 103. uh, At running back, you've got Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler. uh, At wide receiver, uh, you've got Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson. This is just a standard PPR. Uh, I think I am going to take Austin Eckler at this spot. I just like is pass catching upside a little bit more than Derrick Henry. And I'm a little concerned with uh, the age and stuff. So uh, I still love Derrick Henry. So just so Derrick Henry goes at the one Oh four. So that puts me on the clock at one Oh five. This is an interesting one. I know where this is going. This is an interesting one for me. So typically for me in the first round, I usually go running back in the first round. Uh, That's how I like to draft. Um, but sitting at the 105 with Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson both still sitting there, it's hard for me to pass them up. Um, I really, I, I'm. It's between. So to me right now, it's between Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. I know Cooper Cup is most people's uh, number one. Justin Jefferson is my number one this year. I think that's starting to flip by the by the start of this season. I think. 
most people are going to be doubting Cooper Cup. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any doubt on Cooper Cup, but <laughs> I am uh, personally going to do it, and I'm going to take Justin Jefferson at the 105. Cooper Cup goes next, and I am on the clock. We're looking at a few options. we got a Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, Joe Mixon is somebody that you could definitely take here if you really believe in uh, you know the Cincinnati offense, and who doesn't? But um, I, I really think my pick here is going to be Dalvin Cook. He's the last one of these guys that I think is going to be able to finish as the RB1 if he play, plays 17 games. Um, and if he's going to catch some passes as well, and that's going to be valuable in this PPR league. So Next off the board was uh, Jamar Chase, uh, wide receiver for Cincinnati, and then Devontae Adams, wide receiver for Vegas. Who's going to be awesome this year? Yeah. We don't even need to talk about it right now, but Devontae Adams is going to, um, I think, blow people out of the water with what he's going to do there in Las Vegas. Well, I think it's just, I think people already know how good Devontae Adams is. I think having somebody of that caliber is really going to make people impressed with Derek Carr this year, who I think people just like, I don't think he's phenomenal for fantasy. I'm really not drafting him except for in Q- two QB leagues, but I, just, I think he's going to have a really good year. And I think people kind of, uh, undervalue some of these uh quarterback talents that are the mid-range guys who don't really you know put up huge fantasy weeks and stuff like yeah, that yeah it's not your qb1 on a fantasy week but these guys produce wide receiver ones on fantasy weeks over and over and over again they support decent offenses all the time definitely so then Najee harris went joe mixon uh stefan diggs rounded out round one uh deandre swift and then nick chubb um we are the Dig Swift uh, right there on the 12-1 turn right there. Oh, that feels that is, dirty. That's nice. Um, I, would, I will say, too, I, I see a lot of people taking Stephon Diggs over, uh, you know, Devontae Adams and over Jamar Chase right now even. Um, how do you guys feel about Stephon Diggs being, you know, the fifth wide receiver off the board? Do you in think a full PPR, I actually, I, I don't mind it at all. In yeah. a full PPR, I mean – the amount of targets that he can, he had a, a only 118 uh, catchable targets last year, but he had 164 targets, I believe. So if you bring up those Dang. catchable targets this upcoming season, he could in a full PPR, he could be way up there. I mean, I don't mind it at all. Um, so next up, then we got Mark Andrews off the board, followed by Travis Kelsey at 2.4 and CD lamb at 2.5. That puts Josh back on the board at 2.6. Yeah. The back-to-back tight ends. There is something that really, uh, piques my interest. There was Mark Andrews taken before Travis Kelsey. And I think a lot of people kind of see that as just like a tie right now. Yeah. I mean, Kelsey to me is still the one, but just because of the vacated targets in Kansas city. But yeah, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't I mind anybody taking Andrews. I, I just don't, I don't see the issues there at all. Speaking of vacated targets in Kansas city, uh, the next, according to ADP pick for me would be Tyreek Hill. And then some other guys on the board at the same time, are going to be Josh Allen, uh, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Debo Samuel, all guys that I like. Um, I'm probably not going to draft Josh Allen as the first QB. I mean, I would draft him, draft him as the first QB off the board, but I'm not going to do it personally because I'm going to wait a little bit and get a little value at QB. I might snatch up like a, a Lamar Jackson later in this this draft who could fall to me somewhere even more beneficial. So I will probably take Alvin Kamara here and give you guys the confidence to say, I don't think that he's going to have a suspension this year. If it does, 
it's going to be at the end of this year. You have no idea what's going to happen by the end of this year anyways. I like the pick. Now you've got, you're sitting with Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, the Dalvin Alvin uh, going on there. It yeah, feels, that's, uh, it's very nice. Feels that, as as sounds, guys. I think, I think Kamara is like way underrated. He fell so far because everybody was worried about the suspension and he hasn't come all the way back up. We're talking about a guy who for the last several years has been a first round draft. Player. I have him as my RB seven. He's, he's phenomenal. Alvin he, Kamara is your RB seven. That yeah. makes sense. He's going to yeah. get a ton of, of pass catching work. He's, he's always going to be in on third downs there in that offense. And I think that offense is going to open up a little bit with Jameis Winston, uh, just knowing that offense a little better this year and having worked with some of these guys before. And hopefully he comes back fully healthy after the injury last year and, and can really lead the Saints to some some good production. So I, I love the Camara pick and, and having Dalvin and Alvin. It's going <laughs> to lead to some fun team nicknames. So that's yeah, always right. a good time. Call them the chipmunks. Um, so Brandon, so- <laughs> who are you looking at here at the uh, two eight? Okay, so uh, Tyree Kill went next. Um, Josh Allen's still on the board. I agree. I'm going to wait on the QB side. Um, I'm definitely going to go running back here. So for me, it's between Aaron Jones, my boy Javante Williams, and Saquon Barkley. Uh, this is an interesting one for me. We are doing a full PPR, so Aaron Jones is – there's all those vacated targets there. Uh, pretty confident in Aaron Jones. Uh, Javante, as much as I love the guy with Aaron Jones and Saquon, between Barkley, Williams, and Aaron Jones, I'm probably the lowest on Javante as much as it pains me to say that. Uh, I am actually probably going to shock all of you guys, but I am going to go Saquon Barkley at the the 2-8. He looks really good in practice again. Uh, I'm expecting a little bit of a bounce-back season for him. Um, It's You could go either way there between Barkley and Aaron Jones, uh, in in my opinion. Aaron Jones actually went next the 2-9. So it's back to back to Jordan now. Yeah, and Josh Allen's still on the board, but I, you know, I subscribe to the same same idea. We d- we discussed this in the first episode that uh, positional scarcity is a thing. We are in a one quarterback draft here. Uh, I'm definitely going to be waiting to take a quarterback and trying to uh, add add some value at the positions where I have to start at least two guys, two running backs, two wide receivers, one flex here. So. Um, at running back, you're looking at Javante Williams, Leonard Fournette, Zeke, who a lot of people are really high on and who it sounds like the you know Cowboys are still committed to him. They have to pay him a lot of money, certainly. Um, a wide receiver, Debo Samuel, Mike Evans, A.J. Brown. Uh, with the new contract for Debo, I think that's going to be my pick here. Great pick. So I love the pick. I've got the short, uh, short turn here as well. So one of those running backs is definitely going to make it back around to me. The uh, fact that Debo's going at the back end of the second round, though, is crazy to me considering where he finished last season. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of question marks in the air for a lot of people about San Francisco and Trey Lance. What's going to happen when somebody, you know, leaves the pocket with the ball instead of just dishing it out to Debo Samuel? But. Definitely. So next off the board, we had uh, A.J. Brown. Josh Allen finally went at the 212. Javante. Leonard Fournette, and it's back to Jordan at the 3-3. Yeah, and I 
I would have liked to get maybe Leonard Fournette or Javante Williams here at the three, three coming back to me, but uh, you know, Zeke's still here. Connor acres. If I want to go that route, but honestly, Mike Evans is still sitting here with Keenan Allen and T Higgins. I, I like all three of those guys. I like, I love Keenan Allen and full PPR. Um, and you know, I haven't taken him all that often. Um, I think just because I tend to like Mike Evans or T Higgins a little bit more, but that might be a mistake. That offense is going to be so good. I also do try and get Mike Williams later on in drafts sometimes. So I think that's why I've been fading Keenan Allen. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Mike Evans here. Nice. Okay. So you're sitting at Austin Eckler, Debo Samuel, Mike Evans, I have Justin Jefferson, Saquon Barkley, and I'm on the clock right now. Uh, James Conner was the pick just before this. James Conner is off the board. So we've got Kyle Pitts at tight end. We've got Keenan Allen, uh, Zeke, T. Higgins. Um, This is an interesting one for me. Uh, Because I usually go running back running back in like the first and second is is typically how i i usually draft but i've got a wide receiver and a running back uh so i could go either way here um i usually wait on tight end um as much as i think kyle pitts mark andrews and travis kelsey are absolutely incredible and give you such a positional advantage i try and wait i try and pick up some of these other players before i go keenan allen's the same way for me i love keenan allen think he's incredible but I really like Mike Evans this year. I like or uh, um, Mike Williams this year. I like what that offense can do. Uh, so I'm probably going to pass up on Keenan Allen, and I am actually going to go with uh, either T. Higgins or or Zeke. Um, I do like some of the running backs that I can get in the fourth round. Um, so I am actually going to go with T. Higgins with my third pick. I like that. Next off the board was Kyle Pitts, which takes off the third tight end off the board. Um, I do like that T. Higgins pick. I think looking at, you know, Keenan Allen, Zeke, I currently have Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara, as we've already uh, finally established. Uh, I could also go ahead and take a QB here, but I think I'm still going to wait on like a Patrick Mahomes or a Justin Herbert. If I actually wanted Herbert, he'd probably slip back around to me. But I think I'm going to go ahead and take Keenan Allen who Justin Herbert is going to make super valuable every single week. So that's my pick. In a full PPR, I love it. I don't think he quite has the touchdown upside that a guy like T. Higgins or Mike Mike Evans has, which is why I decided to go Evans and probably why Brandon decided to go T. Higgins. But in a full PPR, he's just, I mean, he's going to have massive volume. Justin Herbert, I have projected for the most pass attempts in the NFL this year. So, uh, you know, we'll see, but uh, he's he's really he's got a lot of weapons there. But Keenan Allen has been great. Uh, he has been declining for a couple of years in his efficiency, but he's still going to see a ton of volume. Definitely. So, so right now Allen. we're sitting at Austin Eckler, Debo Samuel, Mike Evans for Jordan. I have Justin Jefferson, Saquon Barkley, and T Higgins, and Josh has Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, and Keenan Allen. Uh, next off the board was Zeke. David Montgomery, Montgomery, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, 
so back-to-back quarterbacks <laughs> there in the third round. So, so much for Justin Herbert I making thought. it back to you. Yeah, wow, uh, that's interesting um, that Ritter would take Herbert there after going Mark Andrews as well. I'm so, wondering how he's planning on building this team out. I think he's, uh, you know, I, I, I want to tell you, but I think he's waiting for uh, – the wide receiver is pretty deep. I'm not sure what he's thinking on the running back position. Um, and, you know, currently, you know, we're, our rosters are built uh, quite different than, than some of these other ones. Now George Kittle's off the board uh, in the 12th, followed by Cam Akers, Darren Waller. Oof. So we've got five tight ends off the board in the first four, early four rounds. Yeah, by the four in three. A, <laughs> in, a, in a full PPR, which is pretty crazy that's uh i i i'm i'm one to wait on tight end i like the i like the picks i don't mind them uh so we're we're sitting um personally pretty pretty good but if i'm gonna go with one of the tight ends early i would want to get andrews or kelsey and i like to do it i like it's it's fine there near the near the turn uh, because they just they offer such a positional advantage, you know. Um, most they're just they're gonna outscore the tight end like everybody in the low tight end ones by a, a huge margin. So it really gives you an advantage every week. That's why these guys are going so high. Um, I I like Kittle the upside with him. Waller I think I'm fading a little bit just because there's a lot of really good targets there in uh in Vegas for the Raiders and. Uh, I think that with the new coaching staff, they're really going to spread the ball around there. Definitely. Yeah, I like so that analysis too. Next off the board was uh, Deontay Johnson, Brees Hall, Jalen Waddle, and it's back on the board to Josh now. Now, I want to say if Brees Hall had snuck around to me here, that as my RB3, I think if you're doing a build like this where you take two two running backs in the first rounds and then you're, you know, just just hunting for value after that. If your third running back is the, is Brees Hall, you are like set, dude, and you don't have to take another running back for a long time. You can just take shots at wide receivers with really high upside. Something that I really like to look at. But now I'm sitting here looking at um, you know Travis Etienne, um, Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs as the next running backs that are usually taken off the board. Um, of those three, I'm probably highest on Jacobs. And I'm maybe hoping he could slip back around to me, but it's probably not going to happen. That's a long ways away. So um, I might take my who I like here at wide receiver, which is actually going to be Michael Pittman. So I was looking at Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman. Brandon looks unhappy. <laughs> and uh, of those guys, I, I like the new offense coming in with, with Matt Ryan. He's I think he's going to be able to get the ball out to Michael Pittman, in, especially in the red zone, he's such a huge guy. They're going to uh, be moving the ball. Jonathan Taylor is going to have no problem this year. So Brandon that was one, hoping that one Pittman hurt. would come back. That one hurt. I was, uh, I was, I was watching it. I really wanted Pittman to fall back to me. He's sitting there talking about running backs. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm getting Pittman. I got this, and he just ruined my day. Um, so, wow. That just changed everything for me. Uh, so you know that's part of the thing with drafts <laughs> is you know you got to be got to be ready to kind of a, a adapt and change here. So now wide receiver wise sitting here for me, I got Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore. Um, you know we got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Um, running back we have Etn, 
a Gibson, Josh Jacobs. I like Jacobs as well. Um, Terry McLaurin, I'm a little lower on. I was talking about this the other day on Twitter with some people. I can't figure out why we always draft him uh, essentially at his ceiling, it feels like. Um, I don't know if it's going to be different this year with Carson Wentz at quarterback. It may be the best quarterback that he's had so far. I know that's weird to say with it being Carson Wentz, but um, you know he may he may make it up there to that high end wide receiver two, low end wide receiver one. But we just haven't seen him finish there yet. He's been wide receiver twenty three, wide receiver twenty four almost every year of his career, and I just I can't use this pick on him there. So I'm actually going to probably go running back and uh, being the half point PPR. I'm actually going to full point. Full point PPR, full point. I'm actually going to take a flyer here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with ETN. Um, I I I'm kind of high on him. The James Robinson already being back um, and off the pup list kind of scares me a little bit, but to me, he's worth the flyer just to see what can happen. Uh, so I'm going to go with ETN. Terry McLaurin next off the board. Yep, and it's back on to. Uh, Jordan in the fourth round. All right. I don't mind that Travis Etienne pick. I think he's going to catch a lot of balls there in Jacksonville. So in a PPR league, uh, that is where I'm looking to draft Etienne in the in the mid fourth round. So, all right. So I'm looking here. I've got Eckler. I've got Debo. I've got Mike Evans. I really like those starting wide receivers. I love Eckler as my running back one. Um, quarterback Lamar Jackson. Uh, we got Burrow. We got Kyler. I. I'm still going to be waiting on quarterback here. Uh, Dalton Schultz is kind of interesting at tight end here because I do see him kind of as a tier above Hawkinson. But, uh, you know, I I still think I'm probably going to wait on that. Wide receiver DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Mike Williams. Now, I'm probably going to play the ADP game here and hope that Mike Williams comes back around to me. Um, it's a dangerous I, game to play if you're in a league with a bunch of sharks, just so everybody knows. Yeah, you got to be careful. But here on this turn, it's going to be auto picks. So uh, I'm thinking the ADP game is probably going to work out for me. At running back here, we've got Gibson, Jacobs, Dobbins, Elijah Mitchell. Those are kind of interesting names. But I really like these wide receiver options. So actually, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do is... Mike Williams is ahead in the ADP. These guys don't have tight ends, so I'm worried that the computer will draft one. So I'm going to take Dalton Schultz here. There goes Lamar. There goes Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, and DJ Moore. And now I can take Mike Williams. The ADP game worked out for me. Um, Know your league because you you have to know what's (laughs) going to happen. Now, like this is different than drafting with real people, but if we have real people here and I know that, you know, like you can look at their teams as well. These guys went really running back heavy to start out with. And so it was kind of a risk to go there because they needed wide receivers. Um, You know, so in a real league with real people, I probably wouldn't do something like that. So you you really need to know your league, know how how things are going to play out ahead of you. 
so that you can try and prepare yourself as best as possible for, Always for what's going to happen. Always draft in advance. Draft. Look at the ADP for the next rounds. Look at players mm-hmm. that could be there for you in future rounds or who couldn't be there in future rounds that you might need as well. Um, Cortland Sutton went at 5-4. That one kind of hurt as well. Every time I seem to fall in love with a wide receiver, he seems to go one or two picks before I actually want him there. Um, so sitting here for me, we got Jerry Judy, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Amari Cooper, Mitchell, and Hollywood Brown. Um, this is a tough one. I'm still going to keep waiting on quarterback. I feel like I can still get some value in later rounds at quarterback. Uh, I definitely am going to wait on tight end now that Schultz is off the board. That was probably the last tight end that I would reach for in this tier in this area um, would have been Dalton Schultz. So I'm probably going to hold off a while longer and snag somebody maybe two later on in the draft. Um, but right here sitting with, you know, I got two running backs, two wide receivers. I can go either way. Um, I'm a little worried about JK Dobbins where he's at with the injury. Uh, Elijah Mitchell I feel the same way. I just never you, – you don't know what's going to happen with the offense in um, San Francisco. They've got a running quarterback now. So I think I'm just going to go ahead and take the the flyer here and go with Jerry Judy um, at 5-5. Five, five. Well, you took him right out of my queue, so thanks for that, Brandon. I got you. Joe Burrow went next, and now we are on to Josh in the fifth round. Well, well, I have to go ahead and change what I was going to do. I'm sitting here with Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, uh, Keenan Allen, and Michael Pittman. So I've got a really good balance of wide receiver running back going on. I could take a QB here. Um, Guys on the board are Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson. I like all three of those names at QB, and I'm late enough in the draft where I don't feel like I'm, you know, reaching for somebody like, like, like I feel like with Josh Allen, where I could have taken... AJ Brown or something at the same time as you take Josh Allen here. I'm looking at, at the same time I could take uh, Russell Wilson, who I actually have ranked above all of these guys. I could take a JK Dobbins or an Amari Cooper. And I actually kind of like the value there of Russell Wilson over those guys, but I see a name that I really like here. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, fill out my flex a little bit and I'm going to take Marquise Hollywood Brown. I like that pick there. I was actually between Hollywood Brown and Judy uh, at my spot right there. Yeah, so. he was my next pick if Judy went off the board. And, of course, Brandon takes Judy off the board. We're not gonna, nobody knows <laughs> what you're talking about. I uh, like the Hollywood pick because I think he's going to have a really fast start to the season. And that's kind of what you want out of the gate is, like, if all of your guys come out hot, then you can decide for yourself, like, which guys you maybe want to try and move to, like, long-term improve your team and you know like get some wins right off the bat like the you know the winning week one counts just as much as winning week 10 they all count towards getting into the playoffs which is the goal so uh guys you can start out fast can really help your team get off to the right start and yeah, i he's agree. gonna catch a lot of balls too and this is a ppr league so yeah i agree with you on the you could have taken russ you could have taken kyler but i agree waiting a little bit longer i mean for either of those guys, just because, I mean, the value that you're getting with Hollywood Brown is going to be 
that's that's a, gr- a great position to be able to take him at rather than going quarterback there. That's personal how I think. But next off the board, Kyler did go. So Kyler Murray, Amari Cooper, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Allen Robinson, Godwin, uh, and Cooks at the 5-6 turn is just crazy value there. Uh, yeah, well, Johnson's doing a really nice job here with his team with uh, Stephon Diggs, Chris Godwin, and Brandon Cooks as his wide receivers, DeAndre Swift and Cam Akers at running back, and George Kittle at tight end. It's a really nice uh, start to his roster. Yeah, that's something you could be looking at starting in the 12th position. So that, I, I like that a lot. He's probably sitting there with a smile on his face. Yeah. Then we got Sanders off the board, Mitchell and CEH. So three running backs go in a row, followed by Adam Thielen, uh, touchdown monster. And then you're back on the board, Josh, at the 6.6. Yeah, so this is where I'm really comfortable going ahead and taking the QB that I want the most out of pretty much everybody that's been available in the last like three rounds, which is Russell Wilson. I think he's going to have a phenomenal season, uh, not just good, but like, a top, you know, one through five QB on just about every week. So I'm going to go ahead and throw him on my team there. I've got a nice little thing going on with, you know, two RBs that are never going to leave my lineup other than bye weeks and hope, pray to God, they don't get injured. And then, uh, you know, some some wide receiver depth already with Keenan Allen, Michael Pittman, Marquise Brown. So now I can start filling out RB depth and grab a tight end if I want to in the next couple of rounds. You know, I uh, I'm. Not a huge fan of that pick just because I think I would have taken Hertz in that spot. I have Russell Wilson ranked as my fifth QB overall in the season. I think that's going to wow be how it shakes out. I love to hear that. Uh, I probably would have went Hertz there as well. Um, and that's coming from me, which probably shocks all of you guys, but I would have went Hertz there. Uh, Walker goes off the board next at the 6.7. So that puts me on the clock sitting with Jefferson, Barkley, Higgins, ETN, and Judy. So now I'm in a position where I could either go quarterback or I could take another wide receiver or a running back. I'm going to still hold off on the tight end position. TJ Hawkinson is on the board right here. I don't mind the pick of Hawkinson in the sixth round at all. Um, but personally, I'm just going to attack another position right now. Uh, well, I can, I mean, I think Barkley and ETN will likely stay in my, uh, lineup most of the time. I like Amon Ross St. Brown, AJ Dillon, Michael Thomas, all three of those I think are great. If Michael Thomas comes back and he's in an old form, he's, I mean, gotta be a top 15 receiver again, but I'm going to hold off on that one. I am actually uh, going to go with the other side of the running back that I skipped over in the beginning. Uh, I skipped over Aaron Jones. I'm going to take a a risk here, and I'm going to throw A.J. Dillon on my team. And, I mean, he's – you know, we don't root for any injuries, but he's an injury away from being right up there in, you know, top five, top ten running back potential. So – I'm going to uh, select AJ Dillon at 6.8. I think that's a great pick. Um, I worry a little bit that, you know, he seems to be going as like the top timeshare back. Who's the second in that timeshare, like more than, you know, more than anybody else, pretty much. I mean, in this draft, we saw Ken Walker go right (laughs) before him, which I think that's really crazy to me. Me But, um, 
you know, right after that, Darnell Mooney goes. Uh, it's pretty good upside. In this range, like, this is where you start to get to the point where you have to take your guys. Like, the ADP is what the ADP is because there's a lot of smart people doing a lot of drafts, and the guys at the very top are all really good. And there's, you know, so when it, you know, at the top, you want to look at the ADP a lot more, uh, like, who's going off the board because they're not going to come back around to you. Those guys are going to fly off the board because they're all elite in the first couple rounds. When you get to these later rounds, you're going to want to look further down in, you know, in each position and, you know, not necessarily reach because you do want to see who can maybe come back to you, but you do want to make sure you take your guys and don't just uh, always be taking somebody who falls to you. Uh, so with that said, I am here on the clock at the 610. Uh, I've got uh, three wide receivers with Debo, uh, Mike Evans, Mike Williams, got Austin Eckler, Dalton Schultz. Um, now, that's something you might want to pay attention to. I don't usually like drafting like a lot of players on the same team, so uh, I'm definitely not going to be looking to add more chargers to this squad, probably, um, but... Uh, I don't mind having Eckler and Mike Williams both. They're both going to see a lot of volume. So, um, And Mike Williams is my flex. I'm going to have other options there that I add later in the draft. So it's all good. Um, I'm looking at a couple running backs here. Damian Harris, Kareem Hunt, Cordero Patterson. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go that direction, though. There's several wide receivers that I like. A lot more here. I like Amon Ra St. Brown. I did hear some good arguments against that take with Hawkinson being, you know, back to healthy, but I just believe in him as a player. Uh, and I think he could potentially be the one for that team this year. Michael Thomas is still here, and Juju Smith Schuster, who could also be the one in Kansas City. So this is interesting. Um the wide receiver position is just so deep. I mean, you have so it's, many choices. It's fantastic. Right yeah. I, I, I love to see it. I, I think I'm going to end up going here with Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he is very well, very well could be the lead receiver in like a much narrower target tree. Whereas I think Kansas city is probably going to spread the ball around a lot. And here we are, you know, right after this, we got TJ Hawkinson off the board at 6'11, Devontae Smith and Damian Harris at the turn, and then Drake London goes. So even if I if I wanted to, I could take Juju here as well. But I think at this point, I might want to pivot. Now Jalen Hurts is still here. And this is really interesting because Wow, you're really looking at this hero RB strategy, Jordan. Yeah. It's a long time before it comes back around again. Yeah, I mean, with Eckler as my one, I, I think I can add some value later at the running back position. There is a guy down the board a little bit who I'd like to see come back to me, and I don't think he will because I think one of you guys is going to take him. But he ain't coming yep. back, dog. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't even have to talk, and we know who he's talking about. Yeah, this might be a that might be a little bit of a reach to take him here. Uh, I'm talking about Chase Edmonds. Yeah, he's they talking about Chase Edmonds. Talking about. Uh, running back for the Miami Dolphins. But let's see. Sounds this, like he ain't making it's it back a tough to decision. Either, so. I I think Hurts here is a real value, and so I'm going to go ahead and take Hurts. Um, the, these running quarterbacks can really make a difference for your team. They can just 
they have such a safe floor with what they put up in the rushing game. And I think he can improve on his rushing touchdowns this year from last year and really yeah, have a lot of upside. I mean, Miles Sanders is like allergic to touchdowns. So Jalen Hurts has all the opportunity in the world. God, you guys are killing me. Hurts was going to be my pick. <laughs> I was really hoping we could convince him to go running back right there because Hurts was going to be my pick. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, so then I'm going to definitely uh, go a little further down before I take a quarterback because that was probably my last quarterback I would take until maybe a little bit longer. I might look for a quarterback in the next round, but right now there's just too much value at wide receivers still sitting here looking at me. Uh, we've got Juju, DeAndre Hopkins, who is serving a six-game suspension, but we know what DeAndre Hopkins is and what he's coming back to. We've got Rashad Bateman, who I'm pretty sure I know is going to be Josh's next pick. So I could steal Rashad Bateman from Josh. It's been said, if you don't reach for Rashad Bateman in your drafts, you're not getting him. Yeah. See, and by it's but, been said, I mean, I tweeted that earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> and my response was, why though? So Rashad Bateman is going to stay on the board. Um, for now. Uh, and then we've also got somebody that I'm pretty high on. I've talked about this. I think a lot of people are pretty high on him. He's rising in boards is Gabe Davis. Um, Seven, seventh round Gabe Davis over here. That's not, it's that's not, that's bad. not too bad. bad. No, looks good. Uh, so to me, it's between Juju Hopkins and Gabe Davis. I'm going to let you have Rashad Bateman. Cause I'm a really nice guy. Uh, and you I know don't what? like the Hopkins pick here personally. Yeah, I, I'm, Going to go with Gabe Davis at 7.5. Well, Kareem oh, Hunt I, was the next pick off of the board. I like the Gabe Davis pick. I love it, in fact. Uh, somebody that I was definitely looking at. And there's, you're right, there's so much wide receiver value here just sitting here with Juju. Uh, I don't really like the DeAndre Hopkins pick either. He's probably not someone that's going to be on my team unless I can really, you know, unless I can get him late in the eighth or ninth round. Man, I'm looking at Rashad Bateman. <laughs> This, these Shocker. are the rounds. Look, these are the rounds that are tough to make decisions in, because these are the rounds that really can affect your team for the year. Like these, these guys who you're going to be flexing in, who or you're hoping that they have upside, who can really like launch your team forward into the playoffs as they as they improve. Um, you know, and just finding value in these middle rounds is really how you stay competitive and stay on top of your league. So this these is where are, you got to pay these attention. These are the guys that are going to win you your season. And it, this is it, also, sorry, sorry yeah. to cut you off. But this is also a spot where like, I don't have a tight end right now. So I, I might be looking at somebody like a Zach Ertz, uh, but I do have Marquise Brown on my team. And like Jordan said earlier, it's not always smart to have multiple guys on the same team. Only one of those guys is going to touch the ball at once. So, um, I'm probably going to punting that tight end position down the road, which really has me looking at just a couple of guys. I love Rashad Bateman here. He would definitely be the, the wide receiver I would pick. Um, with Kareem Hunt just going off the board there, though, the next running backs that I like, and I only have two running backs right now, um, You know, it's Cordero Patterson, Tony Pollard, uh, Singletary, and then Chase Edmonds is really the, the next name that I like there. So none of those guys are probably going to, you know, I, I don't know. It's tough to say there's 10 picks between me and, and the next 
things. So I'm going to go ahead and take Rashad Bateman here because I love the value so much, and I think he could really finish as a top 20 wide receiver. So let's go ahead and nail that into mine. We knew that was coming. Yeah, you knew it was coming. It would have been funnier if I would have taken him, though, just for the sheer Well, I would have just got Gabe Davis, so it would have been all right. uh, So DeAndre Hopkins went, Tom Brady, Juju Smith-Schuster, which at 7-10, I love that pick. That's a great pick, and he really needed some wide receiver help there because he's only got Deontay Johnson going with a – he took early tight end and early quarterback, and he's already taken three running backs. So he's really planning on finding some late wide receiver value. And we all just snatched up a lot of late wide receiver value too with those picks of, you know, Michael Thomas, Gabe Davis, Rashad Bateman, DeAndre Hopkins were the last ones to go before him. So he, there's no way he could have went DeAndre Hopkins with that being his wide Couldn't receiver. Couldn't have happened. Uh, no. And yeah, that's, that's where the team building comes in for sure is like, if you're, if you're fading a certain position until later in the draft, Whoever you decide to take at that position, you better make sure they're going to be you, you're going to be able to put them right into your starting lineup. You can't be waiting for somebody like a DeAndre Hopkins to come back from his suspension when you've only got like one or two wide receivers on your squad at that point. Yeah. So after oh. Juju, sorry, I'm going to cut out. Elijah Moore went, which I like that pick there too. Uh, he was in my queue as somebody. If he snuck back around to me, I could really hit it. Then it went Dak Prescott, uh, Tony Pollard. Cordero Patterson, Devin Singletary, Rashad Penny, Dallas Goddard, and I'm back on the board, and Chase Edmonds is still there. So I got really lucky. I'm going to go ahead and snatch him up this time. Sorry, Jordan. So Burks goes next. That puts me on the board at 8-8. I do not have a tight end. Uh, This would be about the position where I would look at going tight end or quarterback. Um quarterbacks on the board we got Rodgers, Stafford, Lance, uh tight ends we've got Zach Ertz, Dawson Knox and Pat Fryermuth. I am going to go with Zach Ertz here. Uh I, I just love that pick for you. I ju- yeah, I just think uh at the in the 8th round Zach Ertz without <laughs> Hopkins to start the season, easy pick for me. So Zach Ertz in the 8th. Hunter Renfro goes next that puts Jordan on the board now. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um now, I'm sitting here. I've got four wide receivers. I've only got Austin Eckler at running back. Uh, I already grabbed a quarterback and a tight end, and I don't usually grab both of those positions this early, but I just thought the value was so good there. And um, Dalton Schultz, maybe that was a little bit of a reach, but I didn't think he'd come back around, and I still got the receiver I wanted there anyways. So, um, you know, that was how I played that, and here we are. I, I like to be adding some running back depth, I don't love where we're at with the running max. Everybody feels like a little bit of a reach. Um, so I'm going to, let's see. Well, I've already got Debo. Now I was thinking maybe Brandon Ayuk. I love him there, but I don't want to have two San Francisco wide receivers when I've already got, you know, two chargers on the team as well. Uh, I like Chris Olave here. Uh, Lazard is very interesting at wide receiver. Um, Brandon's shaking his head. I think he really wants Lazard to come back around to him. No, so. I, there's somebody that I'm looking at for your team that I'm surprised that you're not talking about. I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. Well, at running am. back, we've got James Cook, Melvin Gordon, Ramondre Stevenson. Um We've also well, we've also got Michael Carter, James Robinson. Now, 
It is a full PPR. That makes me a little higher on James Cook. Maybe on Melvin Gordon, too. And I don't know how the season is going to start for James Cook. I think maybe Melvin Gordon or James Robinson is actually the smartest pick here to make sure that I have a guy who I can start, you know, week one as my running back, too, who's going to get me some points when I already have so much upside at the wide receiver position. So. Uh, I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon here uh, to just have some immediate production at the RB2 position. And coming back around, uh, he didn't drop. So at this spot, let's see. So then after the Melvin Gordon pick, we had Brandon Ayuk, Garrett Wilson, Tyler Lockett, who's in the ninth round, is just a great pick, even though the quarterback is awful. Uh, And then Robert Woods at the 9-2. I'm back on the clock at the 9-3, and I'm going to take the upside running back pick here with James Cook. Um, Yeah, you got really lucky that that dropped that way, I think. I wanted to make sure that I had somebody who I knew I could start in Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon was great last year, even with the split. Uh, I think it's going to be a split again this year. I have it projected that way right now, and uh, so I think he's like a safe guy to start out the beginning of the year. And James Cook could come on late for me. And now, now that I have, you know, some awesome wide receivers, I've got my tight end, I've got my quarterback, which weren't even necessary for a build like this. But now that I have all those pieces, I have like the ability to kind of take some upside shots on running back and hope that I can really hit on somebody who comes on, you know, as the season progresses. That actually went so that that's I was looking at Melvin Gordon for you right there. So that actually you pivoted exactly where I was looking at looking at your team. just thinking he's got to go RB here. You were talking about Alave. You know, I I get it, but that worked out perfect for you to have Cook come back around to you. You have the upside. It's a good third running back for you. And who knows what he is at the end of the season. That worked out perfect. Surprised me. It's exactly what I was thinking, though. So. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Dawson Knox goes off the board next. And, and that's a heartbreaker here. for me, guys, because that actually means that's the last tight end off the board that I'm even willing to draft with anything meaningful. So yeah. my last pick of the draft will be a tight end. Yeah. So <laughs> that can be the good thing is that, you know, like, all right, well, I can completely fade this position. Now, if you run out of, you know, quarterbacks or tight ends that you're really high on, you you know you wait you take a shot really late so here's where i'm or maybe at. even two shots with your last two picks i should go quarterback here but i feel like in a one quarterback league in the 10th or 11th there'll be a quarterback sitting there that i can snatch up and and run with i'm comfortable with some of the quarterbacks later on so I've already got my tight end. I'm feeling good at running back. I'm going to take my chance here at a young wide receiver to see what he can do, and I'm going to go with Chris Olave. I like Kadari- Chris Olave pick. Kadarius Tony goes next, which probably, you know, it's great value. We talked about him last week. Um, Josh is on the board now. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take Alan Lazard, I think, with this pick. Um, now that I have my third running back, I don't feel as desperate to take somebody there, and I don't really like the options either. James Robinson is somebody that I do like here, um, but other than that, and you know, he might even sneak back around to me too. But I don't think Alan Lazard will. That's a huge value. Okay, and next off the board, so Alan Lazard went. Ramondre Stevenson, Aaron Rodgers goes for the second quarterback on Team Nine, which that may be a little bit different when you're actually doing your home leagues. 
Yeah, if you're in a saw... single quarterback league, it's not too often you draft two quarterbacks. Uh, uh, Allen Ro- or uh, James Robinson goes next, followed by Matthew Stafford, which was part of my worry here on waiting for a quarterback to come back to me because it will auto draft some double quarterbacks. So that might have hurt me a little bit in a regular league. Another quarterback probably would have made it back to me. Um, at this point, but I'm still willing to wait. There's still a couple quarterbacks there that I'm willing to take the risk on. Um, Chase Claypool goes at the nine twelve. Um, yeah, these are these are all guys that it's like it. You could see weeks where you want to play them. So um, you know, I see that as a path for you know James Robinson for sure. I think getting him at the end of the ninth round is a stellar move. <laughs> Go ahead and draft James Robinson there. And then, again, like you said, went to Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford, Chase Claypool, Isaiah Spiller. Those names, uh, Claypool and Spiller, could both be, you know, in the situation of injury or just game plan. They could be something that you could want. You could foresee yourself starting in a week. Pat Fryermuth, Christian Kirk, great value in the 10th round, I think. Mm-hmm. They've been talking about him like crazy. Russell Gage, another quarterback goes off the board. Trey Lance. Trey Lance in the 10th round. Uh, so Josh is sitting on the clock now uh, at the 10.6. Who are you thinking about here? Um, you know, I, I want to keep swinging for the fences with wide receivers because I still like these guys. Uh, Sky Moore especially. He's the top name on the board, and that's who I would probably draft if I wasn't already five wide receivers deep. And, you know, but I like I said, I'm punting that tight end position. So... I think I will go ahead and take Sky more this time. I like I like it there. Uh, Gasicki goes off the board next, and then I am back on the board. Hey, with Gasicki going off the board, I do want to mention that I did see a report that he's doing a lot of work as a blocker and not lining up in the slot very often. So uh, when you're this late in the draft, like you're you're hoping for a guy who's going to catch a lot of touchdowns. I'd maybe just consider taking somebody else over Gesicki who is lining up for more route running opportunities uh, than it sounds like he is, but continue to monitor that throughout camp in the preseason. So I'm in, I'm in some trouble here at the quarterback position. I was hoping that Trey Lance managed to drop back down to me. That did not happen. I'm sitting at the 10, eight. There's some, uh, Wide receivers that I wouldn't mind picking up right now, maybe even uh, a running back, but I think I am going to go with my quarterback here uh, just be for the sake of it being uh, a mock draft. And I don't think a quarterback is going to make it back to me. And I don't mind this quarterback this late either. Um, And I'm going to pair him up, uh, you know, get the nice stack with Justin Jefferson. So I actually am going to take Kirk Cousins at the 10 point. All right. Derek Cargo's next off the board and I am back on the clock. Uh, I've got three running backs and four wide receivers. Um, I'm not super happy with my depth at those two positions. And that's where you can run into issues when you take the early tight end and quarterback no, i didn't you know take him super early uh, i thought it was good value on hertz but um yeah let's see at running back some of these names are interesting michael carter should be getting some work in the timeshare there i don't think i'm gonna go after a ronald jones and madison is really only valuable if there's an injury ahead of him 
Uh, there are some interesting wide receivers still. I'm going to fade Christian Watson, but um, I'd be considering like a Rondale Moore, a Jahan Dotson, a George Pickens here. But there's a running back name that I really like here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take him. He's uh, been getting some camp hype, and it's possible he's going to start the year as the starting running back for Houston. So Damian Pierce, welcome to my team. Irv Smith goes, Christian Watson, Michael Carter, Alexander Madison, and I am back on the clock. I like the Pierce pick. I think that's another great one to add to your team considering how late you're taking running backs. I think that was a great pick. Yeah, and uh, when you get to these late round running backs, um, you know, rookie running backs tend to outperform their ADP. So, you know, when you when you can take a shot on some of these guys, you don't know how things are going to play out. And so I don't necessarily like taking them super early. But here in these double digit rounds, like take your shot because they could end up being, you know, a, a really high upside running back if they get a lot of the work for their team. Volume is king for the running back position. Um, I'd like to add another wide receiver here, but I'm not in love with these options, and there are some guys a little later that I do like. I don't know how likely it is they'll they'll make it back to me, but I think at least one or two will. So, you know, I'm going to just add another running back here who I think has a lot of upside and uh, I'm going to take Rashad White. Uh, He very well could be the second guy in line in Tampa Bay on a high-powered offense. And so, you know, like I said, you got to kind of shoot your shot here. If you're doing like a, you know, kind of a hero RB strategy like I did. um, Four straight running backs in the 8th, ninth, 10th, and 11th round. That's what you have to do when you go as heavy at wide receiver and an early tight end like you did. And I've seen Jordan do this in a couple of leagues too, where he just like stacks up young talent at running back, just thinking, you know, it's it's gonna pay off later in the season. And it, it has before. So it's it's just one way to build, and I don't really ever plan to do it that way. But if the value falls to me at the wide receiver position and at the tight end position, I'm totally comfortable doing that. And you know, just trying to solidify two guys. I think I can start right off the bat and then just swinging for the fences with the upside guys late in the draft. That is what I will be doing with the 11th round here. I'm not high on Ronald Jones. I don't even know if he's going to make the roster. Uh, Tyler Boyd. I don't really want to go with Um, Alberto. I don't need a tight end Hunter Henry. I don't need a tight end. MVS, I have expressed how I feel MVS is going to be. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I don't mind the Jarvis Landry pick here, um, but I already went with Alave, thinking that Alave might emerge um, in that offense. Um, You got Naheem Hines, which they've talked about him possibly being used more in the offense, but I am actually going to go with uh, Jamison Williams, another rookie wide receiver, just to see what he can do at the end of the season. Maybe he can emerge and be something like um, Almond Ross St. Brown was at the end of the season. I'm curious to see where he's going to be at. So I'm going to take the risk there and I'm going to take Jamison Williams. Yeah, I like that pick a lot, especially you've already got some good depth at wide receiver. You've got good young talent. Um, if he comes in at the end of the, of the season and turns out to be someone you want to start, that's just awesome for your team. So. 
Um, Michael I, Gallup went off the board next, and now Josh is back on board. Yeah, uh, Cole Komet was the last tight end to go off the board, and that was who I was hoping would come back around to me in these really late rounds for my you know, startable tight end. Um, I really only see one other name that I'm interested in at all at tight end. And just because this is a mock where there's AIs and there's two tight ends going to some teams, that's probably not going to happen in the leagues that I'm actually in. Um, whereas, you know, I would just wait until the very end to draft this. But I'm going to go ahead and take Hunter Henry and see what comes back around to me for wide receiver um, or running back at the end of this draft. I'll probably end up taking a couple of running backs or one more running back and then, as a, I guess, a defense and kicker. But we're not even going to really go over that. So, so you went Hunter Henry over... Albert O. I did. I'm curious, curious why? Because I personally, with what I watched, I don't know if you guys were watching the film today on Albert O. and how he's been connecting with Russ in practice, what he's been doing. Uh, he looks pretty good out there. There was talk of Dolce starting to take the position, but Albert O. seems to be running really good with that offense. So, what made you decide to go Hunter Henry over Albert O.? I believe it that, uh, you know, he's looking really good in practice and that Dulcich probably won't take that job because he's a rookie tight end. That's just not usually something that they come into the league and do. But uh, with Hunter Henry, you know, you're talking about him. You're talking about Albert O getting some uh, good chemistry going with Russell Wilson. That's already something that's happened last year with Mac Jones and Hunter Henry. And Hunter Henry is consistently in the end zone. He's one of those tight ends that you can, you know, you can count on him getting multiple touchdowns in a season. Uh, he's going to be involved in the red zone package anywhere that he is, and we already saw it last year at the Patriots. Does the lack of yards worry you, though? Uh, the lack of yards worry me in general with any tight end that I'm going to take past uh, Dawson Knox. <laughs> that includes that. Alberto. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when you're taking one of these late-round tight ends, you just got to take a guy you think can get it done in the end zone and have, you know... 10 touchdowns or more because that's you know that's really like you're not going to find a travis kelsey this late uh, unless you happen to strike gold with somebody like a mark andrews who does break out and becomes an, an elite tight end it's hard to find it's hard to predict these guys don't break out until like their third or fourth year in the league sometimes so it can be really hard to figure out who the next guy is going to be Take a shot on a guy that plays in a good offense who you think can score 10 touchdowns. And that could definitely be Alberto Grabenom, and I, I like him too. Um, I just like Hunter Henry's history and experience a little more. I like it. Okay, just curious. Just yeah, curious. Sure. That's all it was. Um, so Ronald Jones went off the board. Uh, MVS, Tyler Boyd, Rondell Moore, Naheem Hines, uh, Tyler Algier, Jarvis Landry, Jahan Dotson goes in the 12th round, which... I like that pick too. I like that pick a lot. Um, Alberto finally goes at the 12.4. Daryl Henderson, which the fact that Daryl Henderson actually is going in the 12th round kind of interests me because of all the talk recently with the coach saying that we know we have multiple backs and it kind of worries me about Cam Akers a little bit. It, it doesn't worry me that much about Cam Akers because I think Cam Akers is still going to get most of the work. He's going to be he he's he's good he's finally off the injury he looks really good but it interests me to have daryl henderson being in the 12th round so. yeah that's uh, i've taken him at the end of drafts like this too um and then my pick actually i went ahead and just took jd mckissick uh with this being a ppr league i think there's going to be weeks where he has standalone value 
Um, if Antonio Gibson misses any time, he's going to get even more runs. We don't know what's going to happen with their new uh, with their new rookie. Is that uh, Brian Robinson? Brian Thank Robinson. Brian Robinson the third, right? Yes. So, yeah, I, I think JD McKissick is going to be catching some balls out of the backfield. I love the way that he looks on the field, and the guy's crazy athletic too. So he has that touchdown upside also. So I am on the board now in the twelfth round. Tua um, went with the next pick after JD Tua, McKissick. Yep, good call. Good call. Tua went. Uh, so now I'm probably I'm looking at taking um, a running back here as well. Um, so the running backs available, we got Marlon Mack, Mark Ingram, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, um, Daryl Williams, which Daryl Williams really is. I think he's only going to have a lot of value if something happened with Connor, which isn't a bad choice to try and take that late. Brian Robinson, I like. They've talked about him getting the short yardage situations. Um, but watching Marlon Mack recently and uh, seeing him talking at practice, talking about how he's feeling the best that he's ever felt, all that stuff, I'm going to take the risk here. And I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take Marlon Mack uh, in the 12th round. Justin Fields goes off the board next for Team 4, and that puts Jordan on the board. I'm so happy right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm loving the way that this team worked out for me. I was a little worried having only Austin Eckler at running back as I got, you know, to round eight. Um, And now, you know, adding all this upside with these rookie running backs and now getting to these late rounds and some of these wide receivers that I still like with a lot of upside are sitting here on the board. uh, It's pretty sweet. So I'm going to play the ADP game again. I'm going to take George Pickens here with my first pick in the 12th round. And as it comes back around, Deshaun Watson goes, Noah Fant and Kenny Galladay go at the turn, and Jacoby Myers at the 13.2. And I am back on the board. I'm going to take another rookie, another camp hype prospect, who I think is going to get some work right away, and that's Jalen Tolbert off the board, the wide receiver for Dallas at the 13.3. And I just, you know... I don't like taking this many rookies, really, but it's kind of the way it fell, and I like these guys, and I think, you know, this late, like, I don't need Pickens or Tolbert to work out. I have really good wide receivers. If they do work out, that's fantastic, and it's really going to help my team in the long run, but people are going to be excited on them for a long time, so, um, you know, they could definitely be trade fodder as well. Yeah, Johnson's commenting on all my uh, late-round rookies as well. So. Pickens and Tolbert were both two of my choices over Marlon Mack at the 12.8. I thought to myself, one of them is bound to come back around to me. (laughs) That failed miserably. Uh, I like both of those picks. I just, you took a lot of rookies at the end of this draft. I, that's the only reason why I went Marlon Mack because I did go Alave Williams and I had a hard time going Pickens and Tolbert and or Tolbert in in one of those picks. That's why I went with the running back in that position. But I love both of those picks. Um, very very nice. Uh, okay, so I am now back on the board uh, in the thirteenth round. I don't really need a tight end. I could go with another wide receiver. Gainwell isn't a bad pick. Uh, Hardman. Um, you gonna let Gainwell come back around to me? I am going to let Gainwell come back around to you. Uh, I actually am 
Ooh, man, this is interesting. I don't mind DJ Chark here, um, but I already have Williams. Um, wow, this is a this is an interesting one for me, to be honest. Um, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Devonte Parker here. I like that. I hear he's yeah. going to be the wide receiver one in New England, uh, at least from camp reports. That's what it sounds like. And, you know, these are the tough spots here late in the draft where uh, it can be it can be really hard to to decide because most of these guys just aren't going to work out, honestly. Like, you're taking shots. Just take the guys that you think are going to work out or take shots on good offenses. That's, you know, right. that's the and best And I am curious to do. see what that offense does look like. They brought in some more weapons. Um, New to, England was good last year. People don't realize, but they were like a top 10 rushing team and they still finished in the top 15 in passing as well. Yeah. So even though people, people kind of perceive them as a pass or as a run heavy team and they had a rookie quarterback last year, they actually didn't, they finished in the top half of the league as a passing team as well. So, yeah. So, um, Mark Ingram went next. Yeah, and then it was me on the clock, and I took Kenneth Gainwell, kind of as I alluded to doing. Yeah, Um, You guys are talking about taking players on good teams. I think that this Eagles team this year is going to be very good, and Kenneth Gainwell is going to have plenty of opportunity. Uh, When when he touched the ball last year, he was very good with it, and another year in this offense will will serve him pretty well. He was taking some reps with the ones, too, for a little while. I'm not sure if Sanders was out, but. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and nobody likes committee Jesus. backs but like alvin Kamara started as a committee back with mark ingram and adrian peterson on the same team and he was going you know undrafted in a lot of drafts the, like these murky situations are where you can find somebody who can win a league for you yeah and so we're heading into the very end of the draft now after my kenneth gainwell pick went david and joku we had for some reason Tim Patrick go even though Do not draft Tim Patrick. Nobody The ADP just hasn't fully caught up yeah, yet. Yeah, so he's going to be out for the season. Um if not this the season till very very late. Uh DJ Chark is the next pick. I I was looking at taking DJ Chark with that pick. Um he could have a really interesting role in the beginning of the season with no uh no Jameson Williams in there yet. Then we had uh Miko Hardman, Tyrion Davis Price with TDP. Um and then Alec Pierce is the first pick of the last round. Then we go into that Williams, that uh, Daryl Williams, Brian Robinson, Khalil Herbert, Gus Edwards, and I'm back on the clock. And we were talking about taking guys in murky situations. Who knows what could end up happening? Um, I just really liked what I saw out of this guy, um, both in what I've seen in practice and what I saw on the Hall of Fame game. I'm going to take my guy. Zamir White and see what happens. Yeah, Raider Nation. The draft. He's going to take over that starting position this year. I see it happening. If it happens, I'll buy his jersey. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, I don't goes- think so. Josh Jacobs is still a really good running back, and they're, you know, there's been like rumors about him being traded, but I don't see that happening. Like I don't either. I don't. They they want to run a committee system like like. Uh, mcdaniels did in new england they want to use several different backs in different roles and they're going to be you know competing to try and make the playoffs this year and so they're not going to want to get rid of one of those backs that they can use as you know who's he's been good like you know i i think that the hatred on him is that he doesn't get like the 
you know, like a, a 75, 80% workload, like some of the other guys and everybody wants him to have that. And it's just like, nah, he's been efficient. He's good on his touches and he's finished as like a top 12 running back almost every year. So Agreed. Jacobs is still going to be there. He may be less valuable for fantasy this year though. All right. So I'm on the clock with my last pick of the draft for me. Um, for the record, we're skipping kicker and defense. You may draft those in your home leagues. Take them with your last two picks. Yeah, we're just going 14 rounds today. So with my last pick, I'm not going QB, not going to take a second QB or a second tight end. Um, I'm looking at probably just a seriously high upside wide receiver or a shot in the dark running back here um, at the wide receiver position. I like Josh Palmer. Um, I like the talk in camp with Josh Palmer and uh, what he's doing. I mean, he's got an amazing quarterback there. Uh, you've got uh, man, different Nico Collins. Isn't a bad one. Yeah, um, him and Wandale Robinson are both interesting. Yeah, years here. I think I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to go with Nico Collins here um, in the 14th round. Um, see what can happen there in Houston. Jamal Williams goes next, and next up we've got Jordan with his last pick. Yeah, and uh, man, I'm looking at it. Another. I, I think so. I like Van Jefferson, but he's you know he's having the uh, knee surgery. So uh, KJ Osborne's interesting. Actually, I think that's going to be the one. KJ Osborne would have been my pick, but I also have Justin Jefferson, which is why I avoided it. Yeah, I think that's going to be a really pass-heavy offense. And if there's any drop in efficiency from Adam Thielen, then KJ Osborne could definitely be the beneficiary there. So I'm going to take him with my last pick. And uh, that completes my roster with Austin Eckler, Debo Samuel, Mike Evans, Dalton Schultz, Mike Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jalen Hurts is my quarterback, Melvin Gordon, James Cook, Damian Pierce, Rashad White, George Pickens, Jalen Tolbert, and KJ Osborne. And I've got uh, Justin Jefferson, Saquon Barkley, T. Higgins, ETN, Jerry Judy, A.J. Dillon, Gabe Davis, Zach Hurts at tight end, Chris Olave, Kirk Cousins, uh, Williams, the rookie re- uh, wide receiver for Detroit, Marlon Mack, uh, Parker, and Nico Collins. Nice. And my team is going to be Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Keenan Allen, Michael Pittman, Marquise Hollywood Brown, Russell Wilson at my QB, Rashad Bateman as just the ace in the hole there. Uh, then we got Chase Edmonds, Alan Lazard. Sky Moore, I finally took Hunter Henry with my one of my last picks as a tight end. J.D. McKissick, Kenneth Gainwell, and Zamir White to end it out. That was a that was a great draft. That was I, yeah, I like job, all the guys. positions. There was a lot of value. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in to our mock draft episode two. Uh, you can find us on our main Twitter, uh, Best Coast FF. You can find me at bcff underscore Brandon. You can find Jordan at uh, BCFF underscore Jordan and Josh at BCFF underscore Josh. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for episode two. Uh, We should have episode three dropping early next week. 
And we look forward to everybody stopping by. If you guys have any questions or anything like that, make sure to hit us up on Twitter. And yeah, let really us know who you think that. won this mock draft. If you think one of us has the better team, please drag the others online. Thank I will you. be. I'll be putting all three teams up on Twitter later today, or probably tomorrow after the episode drops. And uh, there's a poll going right now, so you guys can vote to see, um, you know, who won the draft. But we really appreciate everyone stopping by, and thank you so much. And shout out to Ritter and Johnson for joining us for this draft. Yes, Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you guys so much for stopping by. We really appreciate the help. It made the draft go a little bit different, so we didn't have it so heavy on the the AI side. So thank you guys so much for that one. Uh, really, really appreciate that. Uh-huh.